Coming up on HIGNT, Tesla accounts for 74% of all EVs sold in the US. Tesla ditches radar for the Model 3 and Model Y and provides an interesting turn by Consumer Reports, and Model 3s and Model Ys get another round of price increases. Welcome to How I Got My Tesla, the podcast of Indeterminate Length for Saturday, May 29th, 2021, episode 44 in Ottawa, Ontario. I'm Matt Wilson. Let's start off with a few Tesla things you should know. Mirroring what I am seeing here in Ottawa, Tesserati.com has a story where BuyAutoInsurance.com looked into the most popular electric vehicles over the last three years, and it's not really surprised to see that Tesla has the top three electric vehicles according to the report. The Model 3 was the most popular, followed by the Model S and the Model X. And with these three vehicles alone, Tesla has 74% of the EV market in the U.S. In fourth position was a Chevy Bolt, and in fifth position was a Nissan Leaf. The report omits the Model Y and other recently released electric vehicles from Ford and VW, but I suspect that the Model Y would keep Tesla in the top four EV manufacturers in the U.S., here in Ottawa, I'm seeing that Tesla has around a 70% market share across all available EVs. The Model 3 is the most popular, followed by the Model S, the Model Y, and the Model X. The most popular non-Tesla here in Ottawa is a Nissan Leaf, which accounts for around 14% market share. Prospective Tesla drivers in the U.S. have another round of price increases to contend with. Both the Model Y and Model 3 non-performance versions have gone up another $500. The Model 3 Standard Range Plus now starts at $39,990, and the Long Range version starts at $48,990. For the Model Y Long Range, its price went up to $51,990. Now, it should be noted that up here in Canada, we have not witnessed the same price increases at all. I can't remember the last time prices were increased, which says something for the vehicles that are being produced alongside EVs slated for the U.S. While no specific reason for the price increase, I do suspect that the rising cost of raw materials in North America is probably one of the major contributors. Tesla needs to raise the price of the most popular vehicles just to keep up with the rising cost to manufacture. It's also suggested that Tesla might be raising the price for the Model 3 and Model Y since the federal government in the U.S., might be introducing a new round of tax credits. Now, if that were the case, with the ongoing price increases Tesla has been pushing out over the past few months, wouldn't Tesla be a large benefactor for these tax credits? With every $500 in price increases, that means new drivers would not be receiving much of a benefit if Tesla has kept their price stable. I don't know, this all seems very fishy to me. Where's my tinfoil hat here? Tesla's first ever megacharger appears to be slated for the Frito-Lay plant in Modesto, California. Frito-Lay has put in an order for 100 Tesla semis and expected to receive the first 15 by the end of this year. Well, thanks to some sleuthing by at Marco RP Tesla, several planning documents were found and these plans show Frito-Lay making space available for the installation of megachargers. Although no specific number of megacharging stations were noted on the plans, the area dedicated for charging is quite substantial. Around 40 parking stalls can be wedged into the planned location. New Model 3s and Model Ys in North America will be ditching radar and will instead rely on camera-based driving assist features such as Auto Steer and Smart Summon. Tesla is hoping to simplify the amount of information heading into its neural net processing unit or what they are referring to as Tesla Vision. 
Starting this month, drivers will have limited access to both AutoSteer and Smart Summon, and Tesla will be restoring these functions via an over-the-air update when they feel that these two features are ready using the cameras already installed in each vehicle. Model S's and Model X's are not affected by this news. They will still continue to use radar for the time being. Other features such as autopilot and full self-driving beta are not affected by the radar removal and are usable at the time of delivery. And Consumer Reports had plenty to say about Tesla moving away from radar and relying on their own camera-based system. Upon hearing of this change, Consumer Reports dropped their top picks award to the Model 3 and Model Y since some of the previously available features such as emergency braking and forward collision warnings are going to be temporarily unavailable. And since Tesla no longer has a public relations department, there's no word on how Tesla is taking this recent announcement from Consumer Reports. While at the Peterson Automotive Museum, YouTuber Andre D caught a glimpse of a midnight silver Model S plaid that happened to be parked nearby. Andre was able to get some great video of the Model S, so I'll link out to the, the Tesserati.com article in the show notes below. Not only did the Model S have a carbon fiber spoiler and rear diffuser and plaid badging, but it also had the yoke-style steering wheel and color-matched door handles. So Andre was definitely geeking out over this find, and I really don't blame him. The car looked really awesome. We have a patent story this week, and this one is coming in to us from Tesserati.com over the structural battery pack Tesla is planning to use on the Model Y produced at Gigafactory Berlin and at Texas. Boasting a 10% reduction in mass and 12% increase in range, Tesla filed a patent for their structural battery pack, and we're starting to see some additional details. Tesla also wanted to maintain or improve upon the safety of the vehicle by using materials that would deform in the event of a collision alongside new venting features that would be used in the event that the battery cell or a group of battery cells get punctured, thus mitigating damage caused by a thermal runaway condition. And we might as well take a look and see what has transpired over the last week over at Gigafactory Texas. And thanks again to Joe Tegmeyer and Jeff Roberts for their daily drone footage. In Joe Tegmeyer's May 27th video, Joe goes over the expected timelines for Gigafactory Texas. According to on-site sources, completion for the main factory building has been pushed back from June to September 2021. Initial production runs for the Model Y would occur sometime in September to December. And Cybertruck production runs are scheduled from December to to March 2022. Construction of the main buildings as well as smaller projects are expected to run throughout 2023 and of highest priority for Tesla would be the battery cathode and lithium hydroxide processing facility. Joe also goes into detail regarding newly delivered production equipment used for the preparation and transportation of molten aluminum before it gets introduced into the gigapresses. As for the site itself, temporary storm ponds along the south side of the Megapad area are being reconfigured. Geopair work and general leveling of the area is still continuing at the proposed battery cathode and lithium hydroxide processing facility. Structural steel construction is proceeding in the southwest corner of the Megapad area, and newly delivered precast concrete columns are being raised and installed in the immediate area north of the casting plant. Precast stormwater storage chambers are being placed in the middle of the Gigafactory just below the ground level floor slab. And in Jeff Roberts' May 28th video, he gives us plenty of time-lapse video of the ongoing activities at Gigafactory Texas. There's a lot of work happening on all sides of the work area. So if you want to see what must be a logistical nightmare, you might want to check out Jeff's videos. 
Well, that should pretty much do it for episode 44. If you're looking to purchase a new Tesla and you want 1,000 free supercharging miles, feel free to use my referral program link in the show notes below, or you can head on over to ts.la slash Matthew 40942. So far, the only person to use my referral program link is Chatty, so thanks again to Chatty for that. Uh, hashtag for this episode in reference to the price increases, let's try hashtag lather, rinse, repeat. And the overall hashtag for this podcast is hashtag HIDNT. And if you have any feedback for me, you could throw me an email at howigotmytesla at gmail.com. And I need to shout out my Patreon to support me on my V3 supercharging level. So thanks again to my brother, Nick, for your continued support. You can watch my progress towards a Tesla of some sort by visiting howigotmytesla.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram by simply searching for howigotmytesla. So thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Matt Wilson and hosted by Squarespace. Music for this episode is Cascade by Cubby.